Joseph Holland is the man to talk to at election time. He's been the county registrar of voters in Santa Barbara for almost 20 years. And if you've recently received your mail-in ballot, then it was he and his devoted office staff who made sure that you got it. And this year, of course, the Governor Newsom decreed that every registered voter in California in the state would receive a vote by mail ballot. Holland was first uh, elected registrar in 2002. He missed the electoral chaos of 2000, ending in the Supreme Court's decision to grant the presidency to George W. Bush. There's a fervent hope in the country that the court will not get to decide the election this year. I asked him, I asked him what his biggest concern was in this election. And his answer was that people might delay mailing in their ballot to the last minute or rather late in the day. Any ballot mailed in the next two weeks certainly will be counted and recorded on November the 3rd. That really is the only way to be able to record a clear and undeniable result that no army of lawyers could possibly contest. I want folks to not wait till the last day to vote their ballot because if there is a criticism of voting by mail, I think it's a valid criticism that if you wait until the last minute, we can't count your ballot until the days after election day, because we just don't have the capacity to do it. Um, but if you get your ballot in early, we're gonna process those ballots. We're actually processing ballots today. And then at eight o'clock on election night, the results of your vote will go up uh, on our website at eight o'clock. So, you know, vote early, get your ballot in, and let's have it counted. Um, but let's not wait till the last minute. You know, the, the other thing is that if you wait till the last minute, um, you, you know, if you need to go to a, one of our 35 in-person voting locations, um, which are gonna be open Saturday, October 31st through November 3rd, Tuesday, um, you might encounter some long lines. So you know, I'm encouraging folks to vote by mail, um, get it in the system and vote safely. Voting early, of course, avoids another couple of problems. Number one, a hastily signed ballot could lead to a mistake, either in the way you sign your signature, for example. Number two, in the midst of a serious health crisis, mail-in voting clearly avoids possible contagion. But Joe Holland did state that a small error on a signature, for example, a missed middle initial, would not in his jurisdiction invalidate that vote. He did however emphasize the importance of signing the envelope uh, in which the voter places the ballot. You know, another um, issue is you need to sign the envelope that you return your ballot in. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to do it carefully. You don't want to do it hastily because right. we check all those signatures against the signatures we have on file. And, you know, we have 50,000 people who've never voted by mail before. Um, they need to responsibly sign the, the envelope that they return their ballot in and so we can compare that and count their ballot. Of course, the best efforts of Joe Holland and his staff could come to very little without the unquestioned cooperation of the post office. And here, Holland illustrated just how rock solid 
that cooperation is, despite recent upheavals in USPS's management. We have the post office on speed dial. <laughs> so, you know, we, we consider them our partners in right. providing democracy. You know, we, a week ago on September 28th, we had a 53 foot long truck filled with ballots show up at our elections office and we invited the media um, and then, you know, to see that. And then they got a sheriff deputy escort to the post office out by Home Depot. And so we delivered 230,000 ballots on Monday, September 28th. The post office delivered all of them the next day. Wonderful. Isn't so there will be no amazing? problem, absolutely. They're, they're yeah. ready for this and they're prepared. Yeah, totally ready for it. I have complete trust um, that the, our women and men in the postal service are going to come through for us and make this all work. Isla Vista, of course, in this area, with its large mobile student population, could present certain problems for a registrar of voters. Unfortunately, in other parts of the country, this might present an opportunity to strike legitimate voters from the electoral rolls on the grounds that if they cannot be found or a, a voter cannot be found, uh, therefore that designates that they are inactive, which would of course be probably an error. That's certainly not the case here. Holland's office works closely with UCSB officials who know exactly who has registered for the university in the fall quarter. If a student registers as a voter at his or her home base, then they will receive a ballot there and can vote from there, even if remotely. The Office of the Registrar does all it can to let everyone in Isla Vista know how and where to vote, while this year preferring that all do vote by mail. There are also plenty of drop-off boxes in IV throughout the district for those who prefer that method. The outreach includes radio, TV, and print ads, as well as information on the registrar's own website. In Isla Vista, especially for a, a presidential general election, you get a really strong turnout. Now, you know, in 2008, in Isla Vista, UCSB, the turnout was over 90%, serious. But now with this election, because of COVID and everything and all the students, I don't know if they all came back. I don't know how many of them are voting from their house, their home. Um, so we'll just have to see, um, but we're prepared. The community services facility out yeah. there, uh, um, we're gonna use that as a uh, in-person polling place. October 31st through November 3rd. So, you know, any students should go by there if they need to register, if they need to change their address, um, just go on by, we can handle it all in one fell swoop. Okay. You can also go online right now at SBC Vote. And if you've moved, go in, log in, change your address and we'll send you a new ballot. All options are covered there really is no excuse for not exercising your full right to vote as a citizen. Could voting by mail result in a surge in voter fraud in Santa Barbara County? 
In 20 years as Registrar of Voters, Joseph Holland can recall no more than three cases of voters trying to vote twice in the county. One example he gave was that of a mother who signed a ballot for her absent child. And this misdemeanor uh, was caught and resulted in the guilty party receiving a stern letter from the district attorney and there the matter rested. No fine, no jail time. Conclusion, the unsubstantiated accusation of fraud through mailing ballots is itself a fraud. I also asked Joe Holland about the uh, issue of voter suppression, about which there's been plenty of evidence in a number of states around the country this year, including disappearing polling places, a severe reduction of drop-off mail slots, last-minute regulations demanding extra identification, and so forth. This could be particularly rife in so-called battleground states like Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Florida, Wisconsin perhaps, where the final outcome could actually rest on less than a count of 2,000 votes. So I asked Holland why one simply does not hear of this sort of behavior and this sort of practice in California. Well, you know, we just have um, very forgiving voting laws here in California. So for example, we're processing the vote by mail ballots today. We're, uh, you know, checking the signatures, opening the envelopes and getting the ballots ready to count. Um, in other states, they can't do that until the last day. Well, that's kind of dumb. Um, you know, we have drop boxes. We have 35 vote by mail drop boxes located throughout the county. Um, I heard other states where they limited to one for the whole state. You know, I think LA County has 400 drop boxes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we do every, our ballots are postage paid. So you don't even need to put a stamp on it. Um, if you get it postmarked on election day, uh, we can count it, even if we only receive it 17 days later. Now, I don't encourage anybody to do that. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so we're, we have very forgiving voting laws in the state of California. And the whole point is to get people to participate in democracy. California has by no means always been historically the beacon of democracy and progressive politics that to a large extent it is today. But certainly, when it comes to conducting elections, the motto is, let every qualified voter vote. The state, as represented by the Registrar of Voters like Joseph Holland, bends over backwards to make sure that everyone has a ballot, that they understand the procedures to fill it out and where to mail it, and to provide enough places to drop it off and post it. A rather peculiar development was reported over the weekend of October the 9th and 10th, a number of unofficial drop-off ballot boxes appeared in Orange and Fresno counties, placed there by Republican Party workers in those districts. The reaction was immediate from two senior state officials in charge of election rules in California, Secretary of State Alex Padilla and Attorney General Javier Becerra, issued what amounted to cease and desist order to Republican officials. They were clear that the state alone had the authority to authorize the disposition of voting drop boxes. 
and they were also clearly marked as state property. In a further phone conversation with Registrar Joseph Holland, he reported that the local Republican Party in Santa Barbara had actually put in a request over the weekend to put out their own ballot boxes in the area. That request was immediately rejected. The lines between legal and illegal have been clearly drawn by Messrs Padilla and Becerra. A report in Tuesday's LA Times suggests that an overzealous field officer working for the Republican Party, Jason Teig, posted a picture of himself, little unwisely, before one of these unofficial boxes, inviting others to contact him to find out where similar boxes could be found. The Times also quotes a representative from the Orange County District Attorney's Office stating, quote, there are strict restrictions on what governs an official ballot box. A legal inquiry is ongoing there, end of quote. In Fresno County, there are reports of similar unofficial boxes appearing outside some churches and occasional gun shops and firing ranges. Both Fresno and Orange counties, of course, do tend Republican, although Democrats did make considerable inroads in Orange County in the 2018 midterms. These reports hardly amount to a concerted assault on the electoral system per se, and should not surprise us in a feverish election season, notably where a minority party is struggling for greater recognition. But they do put us on the alert for any out of the ordinary occurrences or messages. Election officers on the state and county level are fully informed of all possible irregularities and have let anyone tempted to bypass state standards and regulations know it. That is the message from Alex Padilla and Javier Becerra and Joseph Holland. Holland has had no information about any unofficial drop-off boxes appearing in Santa Barbara County, by the way. He urges all voters requiring any further information, including the location of the 30 official drop-off points in the county, to go to the county's website, sbcvote.com. I'll repeat that, sbcvote.com. So don't forget to vote and don't wait until the last minute. You've got two weeks to do so. And this is Harry Lawton reporting for KCSB.